G'day everyone and welcome to episode 81 of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host, Abia, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, John. John, how are you? <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> what? What? Um, what <laughs> it sounded so... It's like a jab at me. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> sounded. I didn't mean it like that, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> Not uh yeah easy ca- like calm week I guess nothing of That's interest. <laughs> uh, what about you? Is that commentary on Redfall? A little bit, <laughs> not really, not intentionally. Um, uh, yeah, no. Foreshadowing. Just, uh, I, I've been reading lots of um, rom com manga, which I won't talk about. <laughs> That's most of my week, and wait, playing wait, Redfall wait. for thirty minutes. Wait, rom com manga? That yeah, is yeah, like romantic comedy stuff. Huh, never even thought about it. I guess it would make sense because there's a lot of rom-com anime and, like, visual novels. Yeah. Huh. There's all sorts of genres. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty... Okay. What... You you have to tell me. What What inspired this this uh, this uh, spate of rom-com no, um, manga? <laughs> Is this chat time or <laughs> should we get to, um, I'll just go through it quick, I guess. I, I just finished reading. Uh, oh, sh- I forgot what it's called now. It's like Dangers in the. Hang on, I've got it here. Um, You're reading it in English, right? You, unless. Yeah, I don't know Japanese. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, the Dangers in My Heart, which I just finished off today, actually. And Smoking Behind the Supermarket with You, which I finished up a few days ago. And um, oh, My wow. Senpai is Annoying, which I've grown to hate the more I thought about it, so I'm going to stop reading that one. Um, <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it. I've just been reading a lot of that. I'm sorry, and, but yeah. the, the first two sound very like, okay, fair enough. Then the third one, just like, that's like, it's very... Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> the English, it's, um, I think all of them have titles that are like sentences, because Japan yeah. does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, at least the first, the second and third one does. My, my Senpai is Annoying, I think, is like, that's a very English-fied <laughs> a rom, um, title that has like yeah, a much like longer title. What, ro- uh, uh, what do they call it? Ro- romanicize? Romanticize? Yeah. No, I, no anyway. it's like, yeah, I, I know so, what you so mean. So, <laughs> romanized, I think. Yeah, something like that. Like that in my <laughs> head, it's like, I don't know this enough to state it. So you, know, you know what I don't understand? Why, when, like... When people call people like us who, you know, watch anime or like Japanese games or, you know, Japanese cultural stuff, they call us weebs, right? But weeb is short for weeboo, which came from a weeaboo, which means a love of the French. But somehow weeb means, you know, someone who's obsessed with the Japanese culture. So that's how I, I, I wonder how that kind of came to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about. It. In my head, I feel like it was like English slang that was became a, you know, 
sort of insulting term for yeah. people who are way too in, like uh, identify far too much with Japanese culture, mm. despite you know not having any real, uh, true kind of authentic <laughs> connection to it. I mean, yeah. it's not not a. I don't know. I think it started off as an insult that was turned into something a little more genuine, even though it still is kind of an insult to thought of it that way, generally, yeah. or at least people who say it derogatorily. Because because my hypothesis is that you know how uh, the lo- like the gothic Lolita kind of aesthetic that was popular in like the night. I guess it's still popular, but I think what it was was maybe someone seeing that and like. Japanese, like depictions of young Japanese women in French costumes or French made outfits, and then maybe that's where Weeaboo became Weeboo, became Weeb. I don't know, that's my hypothesis. Yeah, sure, <laughs> I can see it. It's like, should uh, we restart the podcast? <laughs> We've gone really off the rails. No, no, we'll, we'll keep it going. The show must go on. Well, how about we talk about the the big news, the major news over this past week. John, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with the Aussie government. Yeah, so last Friday, the Albanese government announced it would be pursuing um, legislation banning the use of credit cards for online gambling. Um, mm-hmm. It specifically targets um, the gambling organizations that encourage... A, oh, by the way, this is from a post from David Smith from Kataka AU, so I'm kind of lifting a lot of his wording. Um, the... Ca- it specifically targets gambling organizations that encourage a sense of gambling urgency around live sporting events. So the idea is organizations that really try to provoke people into mm. betting money suddenly, you know, impulsively. Yeah. Impulse spending, I guess. You know, it's just kind of basic concepts that gambling organizations are trying to exploit more and more. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, fosters, the government is arguing that, or will argue that this fosters a bet now mentality that drives people to make risky financial choices. Yeah. So um, basically this is, so this is a, basically Albanese government is making a new effort towards trying to um, regulate the gambling industry in Australia, Mm. which is, as I understand it, less regulated than a number of other Western nations. We've got like, they're a lot more prevalent here but I don't have a full awareness of it, to be honest. Um, so part yeah. of the reason it's being brought up is that it's actually bringing up discussions of whether this could eventually bleed over into the way games target people and the way, the way they target or they try to exploit people. So like in Smith's article, he kind of mentions like skin gambling, like in CSGO about loot boxes which are still here and there even if they're kind of out of the main stream eye in a lot of ways but they're still around um so basically like currently video games don't fall under the interactive gambling act of 2001 um that it doesn't fall under the definition of gambling services so currently these legislation like this legislation wouldn't affect ga- like video games right now like there's As nothing to stop yeah um, there's no, nothing stopping video games from promoting gambling in Australia, either in-game or off-platform, which mm. is an obvious issue. Um, so in an, David Smith, like the writer, he actually emailed the Minister for Communications, Michelle Rowland, 
Um, and she emailed back to him saying, quote, the measures announced by the Albanese government last week build on our strong track record when it comes to harm minimization and tackling gambling-related harm. Pro- 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 Sorry. The proposed ban will apply to Australian licensed wagering providers as defined under the Interactive Gambling Act. The government will commence public consultation in the coming months with a view to introduce legislation to the parliament by the end of the year. So overall, the statement... Her statement doesn't actually say much towards it doesn't address video games basically at all. Yeah. But it is kind of saying like she doesn't yeah, basically there's not actually much to say in regards to her statement other than she didn't address video games, but it does seem to be a slow moving effort that will consult numerous uh organizations and peoples. So in a way, like I think you know, forest through the trees, I think the idea is that gaming could come into yeah at least interview as they kind of undergo this like writing and building this legislation and to um, propose it to parliament so um yeah so overall i don't think this is news news but it is kind of a um noteworthy next step in where Mm. in how like gambling legislation could actually include video games potentially depending on how things develop yeah, I think for me the the I think the two takeaways here that kind of made me like I guess made my ears perk up when I saw this. The first part being you know David Smith asking up front, how does this affect video games? Are video games then going to be considered you know gambling services uh, you know as part of the like a re- a revised interactive gambling act, for example. So the fact that he asked specifically about video games and she didn't say anything, spe- like she didn't even address that. Like, if if video games were not going to be considered, she would have just said it. Or, mm. you, you know what I mean? That's, I think, number one, that was like what stood out to me. Like, sometimes it's the fact, uh, sometimes it's what the politicians don't say or don't, like try to deny is is like one way to kind of like read between the lines the second part also is the fact that then she reminds she kind of really reiterates the fact that this is a there's going to be it's going to go through some revisions as it's being consulted with public groups you know whether that's like parents like schools like the general like kind of public so it makes it like to me the implication is that um yes <laughs> we're not ruling out that video games might be added to the definition as part of the the review process before uh, the the legislation is i guess passed or proposed mm. so that's that's kind of the i don't know it's like kind of if you read between the lines like the implication here is that when video games aren't safe <laughs> any longer. Yeah, hopefully, I guess. Like, it's something that... Seeing, like, real government effort to curb some of this stuff in Australia where, like... I mean, as I understand it, most nations are pretty bad at it, at tackling this issue <laughs> just because it's kind of like a new age media issue that I guess is kind of hard to wrangle, even though making any effort would help sometimes. Mm. Um, but it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, like it's hard to have many thoughts on it other than that 
they're not outright denying that they're going to do something about it, even though it does seem unlikely. But it's, um, I don't know, it's, yeah, I guess I don't have much to say. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's kind of good-ish. It's good in one section of Australian society, but it's, um, it's hard to say whether it'll even bleed over a little bit into video games, but potential, mm. potentially. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out in, within the next six months what's exactly going to happen because, I mm. mean, end of the year is uh, only a few months away. If you think of, like, how long it takes to... Um, how quickly, I don't know, time kind of moves forward now since the pandemic, I think, for a lot of people. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm just... I'll be curious to see how the government handles it because I feel like governments... I mean, unless they're part of the EU for some reason, a pretty, pretty like, kind of... Uh, they don't really understand the impact that games have on people. Whereas yeah, I feel like... They, a, yeah. <laughs> I, I can agree with that part, yeah. It's like yeah. it's something that's very um, underestimated mm. for even as like knowledge becomes more and more mainstream in regards to how damaging these things can be. It is because, something like yeah. it is consistently minimized as an issue mm. compared to, you know, long standing issues that also haven't been tackled well enough. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. oh, you know, that can go back the back of the line. We've got these ones yeah. we are looking at but not doing much about. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully well, that changes, yeah. Well, speaking of long-standing problems that you, you're looking at but not doing much about, EA, Respawn, and Lucasfilm have come out with a joint statement that, in my opinion, <laughs> kind of puts some of the blame on PC owners uh, for using the wrong version of Windows when playing uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor on, on PC, which came out, I think, end of last week. So, a little bit of context. Uh, the Star Wars Jedi... F- sorry, Star Wars Jedi... I can't, I can't, oh, Survivor. Star Wars Jedi Survivor came out at the end of last week. It's the sequel to the, I think it's 2018 uh, Respawn third-person action game uh, set between episode three and four. So, when that game, when the when the original game released in 2018, the PC version had a lot of issues, but they were fixed with patches over the the following months, right? Now you, you'd think that for the second release, the PC version of that and even the console version would run at a very, you'd think they'd look at the performance and make sure they do a lot of bug fixing and a lot of testing before releasing the game. But unfortunately. It seems like uh, Respawn, EA, Lucasfilm thought that it was, I don't know, thought the game was ready to be released when clearly as we, as, that, as pretty much everyone, every major news site who's covering PC gaming uh, has said that this game is very, very poorly optimized and some people even, and I agree saying that it, shouldn't be sold in the way it is in the state that it is right now. So people who are playing the PC version of the game experiencing a lot of stuttering and a a very poor performance across the board. Now, according to Digital Foundry, Hardware Unboxed, tech tech outlets who look at hardware and do a lot of testing and benchmarking, what they found was that 
the game is very poorly optimized in terms of CPU workload. So a modern PC game takes advantage of the fact that modern PC um, CPUs have a lot of cores, so a lot of physical hardware cores that are doing processing, as well as different what what is called threads. So like, uh, like kind of like runs of processing. So you might have multiple cores, and then you you might have double or even more. You might have say a six core processor, six physical cores, but twelve. Uh, uh, sorry, my cat just woke up. <laughs> Essentially, you've got modern PCs, their processors have a lot of processing cores and a lot of processing capabilities that they can do simultaneously. Whereas older PCs usually had one processor, maybe even two, and then only two processing lanes, one or two processing lanes. So you had to try and maximize everything on those two lanes. A really well-optimized PC game will take advantage of all the cores to a moderate amount. And... What's happening in this case? It seems like if you're if you've got a, a a newer computer, the game's basically using maybe one or two of the cores on your PC and really utilizing it he- heavily, and then with the rest of the cores and the rest of the threads on your PC doing nothing with them. So it's not very well optimized uh, across the board. And what that means is that the game doesn't perform well, no matter what hardware configuration you have no matter what resolution you're running at with or without ray tracing turned on so you could have an RTX 4090 which is the most powerful graphics card right now paired with an Intel or AMD or super like the top of the range processor and get performance not even hit 60 frames per second on a at 1080 resolution which is and, and not consistently which is just unfathomable uh, for a game like this that doesn't have, you know, it's not like a Cyberpunk 2077 where they're doing experiments with full full path ray tracing where there's, like, you know, a, a huge amount of calculations being involved. So, essentially, the game was released without, uh, I don't know, I think it's just frustrating. So, the game has been released in a state where it's basically a beta on PC. It's feature complete, but it's missing a lot of the bug fixes, a lot of the optimization runs that should have been done um, prior to the game's release. So essentially, if you're a day one purchaser, or if you're a, if you pre-ordered, or if you're playing the game within the release window, you're getting a game that is running very, very poorly, no matter how good your system is, no matter what resolution you're running at. You can't even get 60... You can't get 60 frames per second, which is considered, you know, buttery smooth, kind of like the minimum for, like, a a modern game. But then you can't even run 30 frames per... Run a game at 30 frames per second consistently. So it's it's frustrating because those are kind of, like, the minimum... Like, 30 frames per second is, like, the minimum you'd expect from a, from a game. It... Anything below that actually hampers the fun of a game. Like, movement becomes difficult. Reacting to attacks becomes difficult and things like that. So, that's that's frustrating. On top of that, uh, it seems like it's missing a lot of modern features like 
DLSS or XCSS, which is kind of the upscaling technologies that are made available on AM, on NVIDIA and Intel graphics hardware, respectively, which is kind of weird because the game is made using Unreal Engine 4, which supports those technologies natively. So, like, Respawn, EA, the development team had to go out of their way to not support these standard features, which is which might have done some, might have helped with the performance because it means that you can run the game at a lower resolution and then upscale it using AI to make it look pretty good or almost as good as running it natively. So you're not getting those benefits there. And the other thing is the menus, the, the options menu is very poorly designed in terms of it's very it's very cumbersome to get through to different options. And then when you do get through to the options screen, it doesn't give you any sort of explanation of what it's changing and how it's going to affect performance. And you don't get any helpful visual cues like an image preview or, you know, an indicator of how much memory, system memory, sorry, um, graphics memory it's using and things like that. So it's, it's, it's like, it's the equivalent of a PC port that you expected from a Japanese developer in like 2010 when PC gaming in Japan wasn't really a big deal. It's 2023, but we're still facing these kind of basic, these basic issues that shouldn't, they shouldn't exist. You know, I think that's where I think a a company like Sony and a a company like Rockstar Games, I guess, yes, the PC versions of, of their games come out you know, maybe months or maybe a couple of years later. But when they do come out, they're generally in a in a polished state. Not obviously not every Sony game, Last of Us, but <laughs> yeah. the majority of them have, have been alright. Have been have been uh performing well. Yes, they could be optimized in further patches, but no one felt like they were getting shortchanged, which is what seems to be happening here. Ah. Okay, <laughs> John. <laughs> Just with that part there, what do you think? Ah, <laughs> uh, um, am I am I just uh, I don't know. Am I misrepresenting what EA or what Respawn's kind of saying in the in the tweet? <laughs> well, you, you barely talked about that part, so okay. it doesn't but, matter. But it's like, <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's kind of. I don't think I knew the like the full extent of it. To be honest, like I'm kind of like surprised at how. Like the fact that there's no DLSS. Like, does it have the AMD version of it? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. So it's um, only got that one. Right. But it's like, no, like, DLSS especially would be, because like, I, as I understand, AMD's is like pretty, uh, it doesn't really match up for, I mean, in terms of like really uh, clawing back as much power no. as you can, like as many frames as you can, DLSS tends to be better, I think. I think yeah. XCSS is a little, like, it's pretty solid as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like, in a game like this, which as I understand is, like, yeah, because like, you didn't even mention it yet, but it's like the the fact that consoles are having such a rough time with it as well, seems mm. to, like, I don't know, at least to me, imply that there's, like, obviously it hasn't, just hasn't been optimized well enough either, but there is a lot going on technically because isn't yeah. there like a there's like a lot of forced ray tracing on consoles isn't there something like that like so, i remember mm. reading something like that on the so l- like, on the higher end so the the series x and the ps5 okay yeah so the so, series s isn't 
doesn't get so that. The, yes, so basically the the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, there are, as is common with a lot of console games now, there are options for performance visual modes or quality visual modes. If you go for the quality options, you get the ray tracing uh, and a re- much more reduced resolution compared to running it in a quote-unquote performance mode. But you're right, the Xbox Series S version has no ray tracing at all at, at, at this yeah. as of today right but it's like um yeah i don't know i don't i just don't feel too strongly about it but mm. i do agree that it's a big problem it like it is surprising that it's such a sudden um what's the word like epidemic i guess it's like it's suddenly mm. such a big problem several times in a row because yeah. even like we'll talk about it in a bit but it's like redfall came out a couple of days ago mm. also doesn't run very well or at mm. least, like, I, I, my PC struggled with it, and yours mm. wasn't loving it either, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Though I th- yours was running way better than mine. But, yeah. um, I think mine was just, just like, brute forcing it with the graphics card and DLSS. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you had access to the DLSS 3, so I think that one yeah. seemed to be a little more... Uh, just oh, Anyway, that one, it doesn't matter, though. It's like all of them are like just coming in way too hot all of a sudden mm. on PC. And on hardware, like on console hardware, half the time as well. It's just yeah, it's a I lot think, of it. I think with the consoles, I think what what the takeaway is, even on a PS5, there are times when the game runs at less than 720p. So the game runs at a resolution which is lower than what the the PS like basically lower than a lot of PS3 games. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's. And yeah, so we're back to the Xbox One, baby. <laughs> yeah, 900p all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, yeah, I think the fact that AMD's FSR, so their upscaling solution, isn't as good as NVIDIA's or, or Intel, I think that doesn't help because even if it scales up the resolution to make it look decent, there's a lot of artifacting and, and things on the screen that kind of let you know that, hey, this is not not running natively at at the resolution you've selected for your TV or your monitor, which is... Yeah. Yeah. And also, on the console end, it seems to be also uh, CPU limited as well. Mm. So it seems like there's poor optimization on on the console end as well. Not to the extent of PC, um, which, you know, I understand there are a lot more different configurations of PCs to hardware to account for, but potentially the game maybe should have been delayed even for consoles as well. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. like too, it's like all these games coming out, like, like it, cause I haven't read much about, um, I haven't heard a ton about Jedi survivor yet. Other mm. than that is if you like the first one, you'll, or depending on how much you like the first one, you'll probably get a kick out of it. And I saw once mm. someone saying, it's like, it's just kind of nice to have like a really solid adventure game again. It's like, oh man, I can go yeah. for one of those right now. But it's like, it doesn't seem to run well on anything. So why bother? <laughs> and it's like, it's... Um, you know what the solution is, is to plug your PS5 into a an LCD, or like a, a CRT <laughs> with some sort of filter and then the game will run it 720p or 480p <laughs> like like the good old PS2 did and you, and I'm sure the frame rate will hit 30 just fine <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want 30 yeah. <laughs> a 480 <laughs> yeah oh. yeah well the the tweet in question 
so essentially uh, following the release of Jedi Survivor, EA, Respawn, and Lucasfilm uh, issued a joint statement um, saying, quote, We are aware that Star Wars Jedi Survivor isn't performing to our standards for a percentage of our PC players, in particular those with high-end machines or certain specific configurations. For example, players using cutting-edge, multi-threaded chipsets designed for Windows 11 were encountering problems on Windows 10. Or high-end GPUs coupled with lower-performing CPUs also saw unexpected frame loss. Rest assured, we are working to address these cases quickly. <sighs> this part is the one that I think... This also is something that like kind of uh, makes people angry is that while there is no single comprehensive solution for PC performance, the team has been working on fixes we believe will improve performance across the spectrum of configurations. Um, okay. Number one, uh, the, the data shows that the issue is with the optimization of the CPU, you know, whether it's console or PC. So that's a big part of it there. That'll solve the majority of the issues. Number two, things like the poor options menu, not having DLSS, XESS, or not having, you know, not not helping, not explaining why certain options or graphical things, are, what, it, what it changes, how it affects performances. You don't need to test on multiple hardware configurations to explain those things or to factor in those technologies. Those are what's expected. That's kind of the minimum in 2023. So, I, I, those two things are like that's already one one part of the puzzle. But the fact no. that it the way I read it is the way it's being spun is that oh, it's the players they they they're using graphics graphics cards that are too strong for the CPU they have, or the fact that they're they are oh they they've bought hardware that is made for Windows 11, but they're running it on Windows 10. That's that's what's causing a lot of these issues. It's like the testing doesn't show that. <laughs> there's there's no performance. There's a very minimal performance difference between the Windows 11, uh, the game running on Windows 11 and Windows 10 on the same hardware. And and people like Hardware Unboxed tested and showed that. The other thing is, a lot of the CP the the CPUs they're talking about like you know. You could you could have an Intel processor from two three years ago, or, or an AMD processor from two to three years ago, and there was no Windows Eleven when they came out, when those things were released. So are they like what if what if I'm just I'm just angry that it's just like why are you blaming the players when your um your spec like your list of system requirements has hardware that is that is recent and you're saying that oh these people even with this hardware it's the software they're running it on the wrong version of windows that's why they're they're stuffing it up don't don't blame it on us like i i, I don't i don't agree with that i'll put it that way <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know it's all spin i don't i don't have a strong <laughs> i don't have a particularly strong opinion towards the statement um other than that i think they're just trying to like they're saying there's these specific bugs we're gonna work on these and even though obviously there's problems all across the board, I don't know. Mm. I think they're just trying to say it's, it's like, and it's going to take know months. About these ones. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. It's obviously not a good statement to put out for people who are no. frustrated. Like, you know, when every PC player, or even hard, like, console yeah. players too. It's like they're all kind of having issues. Yeah, and it's especially just, because um, the game also, like, retails at 70, it retails at a higher price because it's a modern title and games cost more now at standard retail price. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yes, you can... Yes, if you get it through EA Play, sorry, or if you get it through the EA app on PC, you can get a refund within a certain amount of time or or within 30 days or if you get it on Steam. But what if I bought it on a disc? What if I got it as a gift? You know, things like that. Like, why should you have to put up with something that shouldn't have been released? Why Why should you as a paying customer be the one to do the testing on behalf of the companies? You know, I just don't think that's fair. It's not, no. no. It's um, it's frustrating that it's becoming such an issue, yeah. even though, personally, I'm not spending too... Like, yeah, I don't know. I always wait on games anyway, but that yeah. shouldn't be, like, the expectation. Yeah. Like, the idea is to get you to buy it for 120 Australian right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, right. And, like, you know, it should be yeah. trying to, like, at least not make you feel terrible after... Mm you've spent that much money and yeah. maybe you can't because like like you mentioned like i don't think you can buy games on discs half the time anyway nowadays it's irrelevant it made, it made me think about like cd keys because that's a way to save <laughs> yeah. money on yeah. um, pc and you, as i as far as i know you can't get your money back no, during that like that's the is, yeah. you get you get it at a discount but there are there are no benefits <laughs> there yeah. are no protections for exactly. you i don't think so um yeah. maybe there are sometimes but you know generally yeah. not and, and the, it's like <laughs> oh, oh sorry i'm just i'm just so frustrated because like in the tweet saying that oh, it's going to take a significant amount of time to do this testing and get these patches out so that means that you know you're, you're stuck with a game that you paid full price for and waiting potentially months for it to get to a point where it is playable hmm. where you can actually use the product like you know there's a there should be some sort of duty of care there should be some sort of minimum standard for what a game sh- like it should hit a certain frame rate. It should be playable, you know. But anyway, who knows? Maybe in six months, maybe maybe for Star Wars Jedi F- Survivor is going to be the best 2023 game in 2024. <laughs> Just not in the year that it came out. Yeah. It's, like, it's not like an interesting thought, I guess, but it makes you think about how like, I feel like Arkham Knight's PC port was such a big deal back then. Yeah. And then it's happened... It's happening so often now. Like it, it's happened within mm. a small time time frame yeah. lately, but mm. it does feel like that kind of experience is happening more often than not. When yeah. back then it felt like such a big deal, like just because you know it was a big deal. Like it got removed from store for like got removed from Steam. I think that's what happened. Yeah, like it just, it there was a lot of commotion about it in yeah. general, like a lot of anger, and now it's just like it's kind of became somewhat accepted. Yeah, to a point, just because it, it's like you know. They got a. I don't know. It's it's not fair. It it shouldn't be allowed to happen anymore. Like we had Dead Space this year, we had um, Forspoken, we had uh, Last of Us Part One. Like those are games just from this year that have released in a very bad state. You know. Mm. So that's why I'm I'm just I I think I'm disheartened that I think. Um, Maybe that's maybe that's a case for services like EA Play, services like Game Pass, where you can, where you don't have to fork out an entire game's worth of money to try something, and it's like, no wonder why. Like I, I can see, 
Yeah, that's why, like, for me, I wouldn't have played Redfall if it wasn't on Game Pass because it seems like it's a very risky move to take now with any sort of major AAA release on PC at this stage. Mm. Yeah, we'll get into that later, but it's like yeah. Redfall does definitely does feel like they were willing to put it out on Game Pass early. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, but if that yeah. if that was yeah. disheartening, <laughs> let's look at this. Um, next up is a bunch of business news. Mm-hmm. Most of it's oh, actually, oh, yeah, two of it's bad. One of it's somewhere in the middle. Um, one <laughs> first more layoffs at Unity. Um, so oh, the game, man. the company behind the oh. game engine. Um, reportedly slashing 600 jobs, part of new round of layoff, layoffs. This is the third layoffs within the last year. And mm. 600 jobs accounts for 8% of the workforce. Um, so apparently Unity is trying to cut down its worldwide offices from 58 currently to fewer than 30 in the next few years. Um, yeah, so Ron... Not Ron. John Riccatello. Riccatello. Tello? Riccatello. Yeah, Riccatello. Riccatello. Um, the former EA president and current Unity chief executive that stuck his foot in his mouth a few months ago or so. Um, yeah. I yep. forget what he said exactly. He called people idiots. That's Developers idiots. That's right. Um, yeah, he said that the layoffs are needed, quote, for f- higher growth. That's the quote. <laughs> yeah, that middle managers, will, middle managers will be affected. Quote, it was clear we had too many layers, he said. Um, yeah, there isn't much there. It's just like he's kind of chiming the same sort of bell that all these other tech CEOs are chiming. So, yeah, not much there. Kind of bad news for Unity in general. They seem to be, mm. like, scaling down mm. and thinning as yeah. they try to get to something more workable and while also experimenting with a few other products, which I forget now. <laughs> it goes, yeah. yeah, that's right, because they had the AI thing that, yes. like, they generated a game. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's great. Everyone's going to yeah. love that. Mm. Um, and then they, I think they also bought... They they had some other kind of questionable technology purchases, acquisitions that didn't didn't help either. But why did why did Unity an independent like like a game engine focused on a lot of smaller scale games? Why did that have fifty eight offices around the world? That's what I don't understand. I guess the idea is like support stuff in my you know, uh, like just. Not actually knowing it, like that would make my mm. guess would be the idea of having like multiple, like a lot of support staff from multiple languages and countries, mm. you know. But that mm. was kind of assuming Unity would be what Unreal Engine Four is now, you know, as like yeah. something's like extremely prolific. Yeah, and like in my, I don't know, maybe that's completely. Like, it might be totally right. Like if they're cutting down that much, maybe it really was completely bloated. But maybe it's also just in response to Unity not being as big a deal anymore, too. Yeah, probably and a bit of both. Yeah, overcorrection, um, as they mm. say. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about Unity on this podcast. Um, second, Bungie wins a US twelve million dollars lawsuit against the the cheat seller of for Destiny Two. Um, it was brought in 2021 against the Romanian national Mihal. Ugh, why do I keep getting stories with names I can't pronounce? <laughs> it's not. A, it's not trying. I'm not trying to be gross. It's just I'm bad at Mihai it. Mihai um, Claudio Florentin. Okay. Um, he said. Um, Bungie said that it was, he was behind software called Veteran Cheats that players bought in order to cheat in Destiny 2. Um, the court accepted Bungie's claim that Florentin both developed and sold cheat software for Destiny 2, 
and doing so caused significant harm to the game by undermining the experiences of legitimate players. Um, as a result, the quote uh, from the ruling, or from the judgment, um, quote, the court finds that damages shall be entered in the amount of $1,11,696,000 for violations of the DMCA, $146,000 or so for violations of the Copyright Act, and 217000 for attorney's fees and costs. The total award should be entered in the amount of twelve million or so. Um, so it's Jesus Christ. It's a lot of money to, yeah. So the court also entered a permanent injunction against Claudio Florentine, Claudia, yeah, whatever, um, which stops him engaging in any kind of conduct that would violate Bungie's copyright. Um, also, Veteran Cheats as a website is still around. <laughs> Destiny Two fuck? is just not there anymore. What the um, fuck? Yeah. So. Oh my god. It kind of reminds me of like recent news about because I don't think we covered it, but like Nintendo also had like a lawsuit wrap up recently mm. where it was you know someone who I, I forget what he did, but it was basically targeting a single individual to really make an example out of him, yeah, and getting as much money legally out of him as possible, which just seems wrong. Like this, if I don't know, this guy sounds like he's uh, if he's got veteran sheets as like an overall. Uh, kind of a, I call it enterprise. Mm. Maybe, I'm guessing maybe there really is a lot of probably not twelve million dollars worth of money, but maybe it's quite a bit more uh, profitable than people realize. But still, I don't really agree with Bungie um, taking Going aim after. at this one dude and really trying to dis- destroy him financially as much as possible. Seemingly, I think it's like make oh. them a mu- like make them make an example rather than yeah. anything else, because which is yeah, yeah, just uh, I mean, becomes yeah, a precedent, I guess, in that case, uh, in that situation, like with both Nintendo and uh, uh, Bungie, like winning settlements or w- winning winning their their cases in, in terms of leaks and and cheats and 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 like you know. I guess circumventing their code and potentially breaching the copyright, things like that. Like, it. I wonder if that's going to be enough to dissuade people from doing it. I mean, clearly not. If the business is still running, if <laughs> veteran cheats are still running, like, I wonder if this means mm. like Call of Duty, like um, Activision's going to get in to do the same thing for like Warzone cheaters, and you know, Respawn does the same thing, or Epic does the same thing with Fortnite cheaters in the future. Like, is this just? Are we going to see more of these kind of? similar things happening and is it going to then straight stretch from cheating to what about modification of code and how and the implications of you know people who are trying to preserve games you know technically if you want to preserve and you know some old like nintendo games you're you are going to have to manipulate the code and things that could be that are "Quote unquote copyrighted," you know, in the in the legal definition of it, yes, it is. You know, the yes, you're kind of breaching something, but in the grander scheme, you're trying to actually preserve a game for future generations. You know, there's, I think, eventually, that's where I think we're gonna we're gonna I think that's gonna be I guess the next frontier of of um I guess like that that whole litigation. Uh, I wonder what's gonna happen there. Mm. Yeah, it's um, 
Yeah, because that just reminds me, like, that was another thing that Nintendo from the last few weeks is like they went after the team or people, you know, individuals that um, made the multiplayer mod for Breath of the Wild because mm. it required like emulated hardware, like uh, emulated software, and yeah, etc. Like, you know, like, yeah, like as you're saying, like manipulating the, the code. code of yeah. the game, which is like, and you know, they went to the extent that it's just gone from the internet or like mm. as much as they can get rid yeah. of it. Like Scorched it's, I, know, I wasn't following along close for that, yeah. but it was a lot harsher, like more severe efforts than usual yeah. for something like that. Mm. So now it's just, yeah. Um, yeah. Lastly, the developer of the Monster Hunter-like MMO, sort of like mm. live service game, um, Dauntless, the, the developer is named Phoenix Labs. They have laid off 9% of their staff. Um, this comes after, like this comes a few months after they were spun out of Singapore-based Garena. Um, they acquired the studio in January 2020, and then they were taken private again in February of this year when management um, bought Phoenix Labs from Garena. So um, they Phoenix Labs didn't say how many people this impacted, but based on LinkedIn, um, this is from a, a report by Polygon, by the way, LinkedIn lists um, the employee base at 308 people, which suggests around 30 people or so were mm. laid off as part of this. So it's um that's a bummer. yeah because yeah because I'm kind of wondering about Dauntless. It feels like a game that was positioned to do pretty well, but it just never really yeah. like. It, it, I think it's it's considering it's still going. It sounds like it definitely has a player base. Like as I understand mm. it, it's not very Monster Hunter like. It ultimately like it plays actually. I I mean I could be entirely wrong, but as I'm as I understand, it's like got Monster Hunter similarities, but it ends up having like more in line with something like or maybe not Zelda. But it's like the way the monsters are designed and the mm. way that combat is paced is very different from what you'd expect if you've played a lot of Monster Hunter. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, I'm very curious about how that game's gone on because like, as part of this report, they've mentioned that Phoenix Labs at least at one point in time had like dozens of projects at like in early development. Yeah. And I think currently they have like 10 or so. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. They have a lot happening, but I don't... And they've got like a new farming game coming out, like um, Faye Farm or... I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they've got stuff happening, but it's it's going to be interesting to see how they develop now mm. that they've kind of gone corporate and now they've gone private again. Yeah. So it's... Because, um, yeah. yeah, Dauntless, I remember that being one of the, like, kind of the... Not tentpole, but it was it was featured a lot on the homepage of the Epic Game Store when that launched. In, I think that was 2020. Like, it, like for, for the longest time, I actually thought that Daunt, like the Phoenix Labs was owned by Epic Games just because it was so prominently featured on the homepage like next to Fortnite and Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially because like, it had like that kind of cartoony art style. Like it, it reminded me of like Fortnite or even like maybe something like Smite meets uh, Monster Hunter in the way that it's got that kind of cartoony art style and you are going after monsters, but it is a free-to-play, like, kind of co-op service-based game. So, yeah, I think... Uh, I guess I always thought of it as just, like, one of those games that's just very quietly very popular, but maybe things aren't as... things aren't uh, as rosy on that side of... Uh, that's a very bad metaphor. Things aren't going as well as I thought that they were. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But it's um. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the bad news. Yeah, we've actually got some good news from the world of, I guess, semi-related to gaming. So, uh, 
this comes courtesy of MIT and their technology in review uh, kind of column. So according to, uh, well, long story short, um, there was some, there was development uh, from the US. Let's see. So how should I put this? So engineers in Barcelona, so engineers in Spain had developed a robot that could potentially be used to inject sperm into uh, eggs outside of the uterus. So, uh, what's what is commonly known as IVF, where um, basically people who are potentially having trouble um, conceiving, or maybe they're in a same sex or otherwise, you know, uh, like non-traditional, I guess, like relationship, might look to techno- might look to IVF as a way of being able to have children. Now, traditionally, it would be the the actual process would be managed by like a, a a practitioner who's very well versed in has done a lot of research and has qualifications in that field but essentially by using this uh new robot uh a, an engineer who is not uh experienced in f- uh the medicine of fertility uh, <laughs> used a Sony DualSense controller to control this robot and successfully uh, successfully implant sperm into the egg, and some of those embryos were fertil- successfully fertilized, and the f- uh, two baby girls have been born, uh, as who were the uh, who were conceived, I guess, as through this process. So somehow, through the magic of the the dual sense of the PS Five controller, life has been created. <laughs> I wish I could say that about myself, <laughs> but it's like I like. Um, uh, but yeah, this is just um, like a little feel-good story. Like it's not specifically a gaming story, but I don't know. I think after we've had a a lot of kind of negativity and a lot of bad things in the world, I think it was good to kind of see like a little, little, little piece of hope <laughs> from something that's gaming-related. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, that's pretty cool. That's that's. I just wanted to highlight that. That's yeah. It's very neat. It's kind of yeah. interesting how like um, gaming hardware can extend that far into like just not just different fields. I don't know. It's like not just unexpected fields. Just like the way that the ergonomics of controls. Like something. yeah. I don't know why, but it really, like weirdly reminds me of like how it's like oh you remember like Men in Black Two where they had the PlayStation like <laughs> plug in the car. Oh my god! And that always that like, for some reason. Like, I don't think I haven't thought about that for a while actually, but I do think about it occasionally. Um, but it's oh, like okay. um, but it's like basically the idea that like gaming ergonomics can like lend itself to different fields. That just yeah, you know, just because they're designed for human hands over long periods of time yeah. and for you know a it lot of act- action, so it's mm. like yeah, it, it makes sense when it that just kind of happens sometimes. Yeah. I guess not since the not since the Microsoft Connect was repurposed as medical devices as a gaming peripheral changed lives <laughs> it, or, or created or you know shaped lives in this way. I think it's a really cool. I think that's, it's really cool that this has happened. So that's going to do it for the news for this past week. Um,
How about we talk about what we've been playing and watching? John, you and I had the rare opportunity to play a game together. <laughs> yeah, the first time, yes. actually. Um, yes, yes. We got to play uh, Redfall. <laughs> yeah, what a great game to start off. <laughs> um, yeah, so we didn't play. We didn't actually play it a ton because we had a lot of. It's my fault mostly. We had a lot of trouble trying to figure out lobbies and stuff because nice. apparently I had like Xbox notifications turned off, which I realize in hindsight would have been because either a Game Pass thing happened, you know, like where it, like it had like I had an in, um, thing in the notification, like a Windows mm. proper notification saying it's like, mm. it's just arrived on Game Pass. And then I went to the dots and said, don't tell me this ever again because I don't care. You must have um, done it for everything. Yeah, but yeah, because it applied to all. Because I, I might have done it when I just didn't want achievements on because I've done that. I just don't want those anymore generally. And a lot, a lot most yeah. things don't offer that option in a native way. Um, anyway, that, that was a problem for like 20 minutes. Um, so we played more, slightly more than twenty minutes. Maybe we didn't. We really didn't play much. Oh, but it's like we both played. We both played the, t- the tutorial yeah. section separately. Then we played yeah. a little bit together. Now I think we got in. I think we probably got in about forty minutes or so together. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just okay. like. What? Oh, sorry. Sorry, you go. You go. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't think either of us are too positive on it. Just like the rest no. of the internet. Um, and anyone, anyone else who's tried it, because like I think it's mm. I'm not try, I'm not trying to be like funny negative. Like it's not, I'm not trying to be too snarky to be honest. Like it makes me sad that this game is as rough as it is. L- let's tell people what it is first. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> so Redfall is the new game, the new major release from Arcane Studios, which is kind of the critically acclaimed developer of Deathloop, Prey, and the Dishonored games. I believe this is developed. This was made by Arcane Austin, which made Prey. Okay, I, be- I think so. Don't quote me on that. Maybe I've gotten it wrong. But essentially, what this is is this is a first-person shooter slash action take um, on the looter shooter. You know, the Destiny style. I- so here's the thing: it was revealed and for the longest time just shown off as a a four-player co-op vampire hunting shooter right and then over the past i think late last year as i think people were starting to get a bit worried about you know is this is this like a destiny is this like a warframe what is this i think arcane came out and said this is this is primarily a single-player adventure it's a story there are you know there are missions to take on. There are th- there are trinkets to find. There are a lot of side stories and you know like a lot of in-world text and storytelling to discover. And it also happens to have a co-op element to it, right? Now, I don't think it's very good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's very rough. Um, mm. I think my like because I came back to it for like twenty minutes yesterday because like, I was trying. Yeah, I was I was talking to Bia about it earlier. How um. I wanted to test out the new NVIDIA drivers to see if it helped with DLSS mm. much more or just anything. Um, as far as I could tell, it didn't really help my situation much. Like, so far, I I, I locked it to 60 through NVIDIA settings. Mm. And then it generally, like, watching the, like, NVIDIA overlay, it seems to float around 40 <laughs> on average. Like, it doesn't feel yeah. terrible, but it's it's generally, yeah, it, it's never really hitting 60 all that often at all. Um 
and that's and with we're DLSS on PC. turned on both and not yeah yeah so we're both playing on PC and we both went through Game Pass we didn't mm. buy it full price um, just because it's not that kind of game I think to yeah. take that kind of risk on um, especially and with for context for context I'm running a a Ryzen five fifty six hundred X um, so a mid range uh, processor from the previous AMD generation. John, you're running a Ryzen 7 5700X, I believe yours is. Or I don't remember. <laughs> I think, I think, I think it's a 5700X. So you're, we're, so you're running a processor that's stronger than mine, but we're still kind of... Yours is a more higher-end, mine's more mid-range, but from the previous generation, right? Now, on the graphics front, I've got an RTX 4070 Ti, so what is like the higher mid-range of, I guess the new NVIDIA series, whereas mm. you're running a 3060, which yeah. is the mid-range from the previous generation, but still a, an excellent card. I'm running at 4K. You've got a 1080p monitor. So we've basically got hardware that... Graphics hardware that is that is expected of the resolutions we're playing at, right? We, the, You go on the Steam server. I believe your card is the most popular card now, the 3060. Oh, okay. Which, um, or even the 3050 Ti, which is a little bit... Not as fast as yours, but still in the same range. Yeah, same so, range. Like, I wouldn't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, by all means, like, like for me, I was getting... So, with DLSS, just standard DLSS on. Because there's two types of DLSS in this game. There's regular DLSS, where it runs at a lower resolution, and it upscales and tries to clean up the image, right? The second type of DLSS, which is DLSS 3.0, or I think it's called frame generation basically means that it adds in it increases frame rate not just by reducing resolution and upscaling the image but then also using ai to create duplicate frames or extra frames of information based on the frames that the game is putting out so that's how you can get even higher frame rates but those but what that does is it obviously there's artifacts and things like that because you're creating an image out of something that doesn't actually exist there and also uh, some more increased latency, right? So that's why I didn't play it with the DLSS 3 option. I just played it with the, the regular DLSS that you were using. And I was getting like anywhere from 40 to about mid-80s um, at 4K um, with everything turned up max except shadows. So like it was, I think, pretty... It's pretty much what I was expecting for a, a game in 2023 except for the fact that the game doesn't really look like a 2023 game yeah it's like it, uh, everything yeah i don't know like i couldn't get the settings to a point where i was like pretty happy with the visuals i think part yeah. of it is just like to when i was trying it again yesterday and i was tinkering with it again like, i just got the sense yeah. that the lighting was just very flat Yes. And just like it just didn't. And another, it's kind of more of a personal issue, but I do think it's a problem. <laughs> is that mm. it's, um, uh, why is so much of Redfall in daylight? I, I kind of hate yes. it. Like, I was, yes. I was, I was really surprised where it's like the premise is that the sun's been blocked out. I, I guess it's like, it's, it's like a, it's magic, in the intro. It's yeah, a, it's like a, a supernatural eclipse, which, you know, doesn't yeah. necessarily mean the sky goes black, but it's like, it's still like, so much of the game, like, because it's, like, got an actual day-night cycle, most of the yeah. game is daytime, whether it's at the start mm. of the day or later in the day. So, m nighttime is yeah. kind of rare, at least in what I played. Um, and yeah. nighttime is, like, not in that it looks amazing in nighttime or anything. It's just, like, kind of, like, it doesn't... It ends up having, like, a really... Um, 
a kind of weak, I guess, um, atmosphere. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have much of an atmosphere. Like, it's, yeah, like what I was saying before, it's like, it, this game makes me sad because it feels extremely unfinished. In mm. hindsight, like, I was, th- I was saying to you how, like, when we were playing, how it's like, oh, I hope they spend some time in this game with this game and kind of make it better. But the more I think about it, the more I think it's like, no, it's not that kind of game. It's just, it's just going to be yeah. a game where, like, they might fix some stuff, but it's, it's too, it's too, um, it's got like too many conflicting ideas on what yeah. it is. Like the actual game design of it doesn't work. Like it yeah. needs to be tra- fixed. So because it's like I could so yeah. easily imagine. Like because Arcane generally makes very good games. They mm. they haven't really put out a clunker like this before, even anything close. Because it it actually I've, I re- I only realized that as we were talking earlier. It reminds me of Platinum Games. They're the ones who mm. made Metal Gear Rising and. Bayonetta and Bayonetta et cetera. And yeah. um, yep. I feel like their first real, like they started making kind of like, um, they basically lost a lot of like the, you know, not the goodwill, goodwill, but not oh, like not yeah. goodwill necessarily, but you know, like the kind of full Reputation. faith okay. that yep. the fans had in them when they started making licensed games for yeah. Activision for a little yeah, while. Like the Legend and of Korra, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because I was thinking of Turtles specifically because it felt similar mm. to this one because that was their first attempt <laughs> at doing like a multiplayer thing yeah, as like a co-op game in their style. And this one is like also kind of the first attempt at a co-op game in their style, mostly. Yeah. Though I was also thinking about Wolfenstein Youngblood, which they helped out with with machine yeah. games. Um, yeah, I think that's what they're called. Um, yes. Which was like, that. I've played that game. I like that game, but it's, it's also very... Um, compromised not yes. quite not nearly as much as this one but it's it's got um obvious issues but it kind of makes sense for its price range at least this one's like a full mm. price title that has a yes, lot, way too a, many problems it's 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 advertised as the next game from the creators of dishonored you know, yes yeah. it's, it's, it's like it's a marquee release i'll try and go through my issues as i remember them because i wish i kind of made notes it's like one thing is like that i was think i keep thinking about is how it has like a host lobby system where one person mm. gets story progress and one person doesn't but i yes. keep thinking about how it's like man this game was marketed as like a co-op shooter first and foremost as like and, then, and it feels designed yeah. as a hangout game because I don't think there is like you know cutscenes are very sparse and basic in yes. a way that feels like it's trying to get you get you to the action. You know you're not really meant to stick around much. You're just meant to keep yeah. running forward and shooting stuff. But it's like when you have like a host lobby system where only one person is getting the important stuff and everyone else is getting levels and loot and that, that's not irrelevant. Yeah. But it does feel disconnected, like from. Um, but it's like it's not as a, it's not a very good. It's not good at that either. Though. It's no, like, the loot system is weird because, like, at least in my experience, I'm getting like really <laughs> legendary stuff instantly, which is strange for this genre. Like, that seems like a yeah. weird mistake to make, where you're just instantly getting the best gear you can at your level, yeah. And like nothing's really. It's like, oh, okay, that's I just go with the orange one I just picked up two of because that's like yeah. the highest rarity. I think like and it doesn't what it looks tell like, you. At least. And like for for I bet half our playthrough, I didn't realize that the weapons because basically you pick up a weapon and it does the Borderlands thing of like hey you can either pick it up and equip it or just pick it up, and I and for the longest time I was I was like oh it's a better gun I'm gonna pick it up and equip it, and I was like oh well I guess my other gun it's gone, <laughs> but it turns out there's an entire inventory there that's not when you press tab it brings up kind of you know the the menu, but there's no inventory there you have to actually press 
I on the computer. I don't know what the button is on con- controller. And then that takes you to an entirely different menu, which is where all your items are. But you can't access that from the actual menu of the game. You know, okay. and yeah. Yeah. I didn't have too much silly. issue there, but yeah, it's yeah. like it's another little little quibble. Like, That's worth pointing out. And the thing is, like, you're right. That whole game lobby, like, not getting story progress, that is something that we were complaining about Borderlands 1 in 2009, 2010. You know what Mm. I mean? Like, people were complaining about that, but fair enough. That was, like, one of the first ones of those games. You know, since then, we've had Warframes, we've had the Destinies, we've had other games that have kind of solved that problem. And... You and me, like, we're playing on day, we're playing on release day, and you had maybe half an hour more gameplay than me, yet yeah. nothing I did in your playthrough would count to anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, um, which didn't make any sense to me because we were both in the starting area. We're both, like, we were both in the exact same part of the game. So, you know, maybe a better approach could have been like, okay, your part, you because you're both in chapter one. Your story progress is gonna stay consistent. But if I say, for example, you're in chapter three and I join on you, well, because you're so far behind in the story, nothing's gonna count here. But you get some loot and you you get things like that, right? So, like, I feel like these are problems that have been solved. But Arcane didn't bother to look at what other games do well and focus on them. Well, it's like I think. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've got like a very like dichotomy kind of of our perspectives <laughs> towards developers this today. Um, yeah, I like because what I got from the fact that it doesn't have a like basic kind of feature like that is more that it just like that's kind of why I came back to it being unfinished, where it just it doesn't feel like you know that that yeah because that brings up another thing is that the AI is really bad. Um, it it yes. they just don't do much and they keep getting stuck on stuff like especially vampire yeah. like it's like. <laughs> Like it's just like there's so many problems with it. Um, yeah, the enemies are just not very threatening. Um, another weird no. thing, which may not be a problem on uh, Xbox as much, in depending on how you play and stuff. But I find headshots extremely easy to get. <laughs> in a way, yeah. I don't know, like, because uh, I'm usually not this good at other games, so it definitely feels like a Redfall thing where I'm just like, yeah. I'm like I'm hip firing headshots and people are instantly dying, even though people have health bars. And it's like yeah. including vampires, like a- vampires aren't instantly dying, but it's close enough. And, yeah. like, everything's, like, like very non-threatening gets, like, on normal difficulty. Like, it's yeah. very early. That could change, I guess. Like, it probably will at least a li- little bit. Like, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll expect that much. But it's just, like... Yeah. It's, but it's, like, that's another thing where it's just, like, oh, wait, why is... It, like, everything's so squishy and easy to kill, yeah, like, yeah. right away. And, and it's just, like, like... Only in a group of, like, three or two. Yeah. And it's, like... <laughs> and it's also, like, it's technically got a stealth system. And you can get kind of like, I got swarmed once and it's just like, oh, that was kind of tough to get out of. But then I, I think I was just kind of overthinking it by using a weapon that I, I couldn't just instant headshot people with. So yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it had a, like, it's, um, oh, I lost track of what I was going to say next. But it's, um, it's, uh, oh yeah, that's right. How it's like, it's got horror elements too, which it feels like probably was a big part of its core Wait, it concept. Does? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like everything's daytime, but also everything's like very non-threatening. Right. So it's like, trying to like, it feels a yeah. lot, it feel feels to me as somebody who hasn't played it for a second, but like it feels a lot like Borderlands in general, where you're just yeah. kind of getting a lot of loot and the encounters aren't really stuff you m- 
like remember f- in distinct detail so much mm. as you're just kind of roving through uh, junk food being thrown at you. <laughs> so yeah, you know, like, like yeah. Oh man, like it's like it's such a bad. Okay, like it, it's got such a cool. S- it, I think it's got a cool setup. You know, you go to this, you go to this like. I think it's like Rhode Island. Like it's meant to be like a fictional, like town in Rhode Island, America, right? So you, like, potentially the the town's been overrun by vampires, okay, and the the sun's blotted out, and you're you're going to be fighting hordes of vampires with all sorts of different ability. Like they're going to have all sorts of different varieties and abilities. Plus they've got there's a cult of humans running around. That's your enemy as well. Like it's a, it's a cool setup, right? But then, immediately throws that away. <laughs> immediately throws away the threat of the sun being not being there and being shrouded in darkness, and like having a thing where it's like, ooh, well, there's not even a. Th- I didn't even think there was a. Th- there was not even a thing of like, okay, now the vampires are, like, at night they come out, but also like the humans get possessed and they've got more power, or you know, like there's not even there's no stakes to playing at night. Yeah, like, it's, like, because, yeah, what also struck, yeah, like, that's actually a really good point, is just how little the daytime, like, like the um, day-night cycle matters at all. Um, yeah. But it's, like, also what struck me was how, like, when I was thinking about it as, like, a hangout game, as, like, a loot, like a co-op mm. looter shooter thing, I was re- I was thinking when I was playing it again yesterday, where it's just, like, man, this game does, like, I don't mind how it feels as a shooter. Like, I think it feels okay. Yeah, but it's, like, yeah. but as a game like this, it's, like, it feels, like, you're designing around a hook that will keep people coming back at least to kind of hang out with others or something because that's yeah. kind of what Borderlands good at you know it's like it's, it knows yeah. what it's good at like it doesn't necessarily mean it's incredible at everything it just knows yeah. that people know what to expect from it yeah and what they expect is usually delivered pretty well yeah. um and, so it's like mm. it's and like I was thinking is like this game doesn't really have a strong hook to it like it doesn't no. actually have anything interesting gameplay wise I would hate to play it single of... player. I would, I would, I would like hate to play it on my own without like the fun we were uh, for me. The fun we were having was us having banter and you poking fun at like us kind of not talking shit about the game, but like poking at things that we're thinking. And then like I think halfway through, like my character just bugged out, and I was like, like on your screen, I was like on the floor, like. Stuck yeah, in the you're clipping the through floor. the floor for some reason, um, which was <laughs> I'm sure funny. But that, like, there was yeah. fun there, but not from the game. It was like in spite of the game, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 more or less. But it's like it's um yeah, but it's like you talk about like the day night cycle and the vampires. Like the fact that they're like not very threatening, like they yeah. are more of a threat than the humans, but barely. Yeah. Like I was kind of expecting like because you you know like as a especially as an arcane game and they make primarily mm. stealth things i was thinking it like it would make more sense and it maybe it did originally at some point in development that vampires would be a much bigger and rarer threat that you have to yeah. really think about how you're going to approach them yes and, and like especially yeah. as a team and yeah. it's like but it's like more they're just like slightly uh tougher mobs that yeah and then you have to do a finisher on them, and, and sometimes like, they teleport yeah. and stuff. Like, like there's yeah. different versions of them, but they don't do yeah. much, and they die and really fast. And it's like, it's like okay, it's and it also wastes its open world, like like semi open world 
premise because it's just like, okay, there's buildings and stuff everywhere, but it's basically they went into the they basically did a they they brought the map up and they're like, okay, put three people here, put two people there, put a vampire there. Okay, uh, where do we? Okay, we need something here. Okay, drop a pin in. Like you know, it's like it, it wasn't nothing. I, I think the thing with this game is that it's not deliberate. Like it, it doesn't feel like it's got any sort of deliberate like kind of vision in any area. Yeah. It's just like, like to me it game. feels like they had like a few visions at once at some point. Mm. Cuz I was thinking about like this is like just broad speculation uh, that isn't based on much. It was just thinking about it lately with like Microsoft having so much trouble with their games for a while now. Mm. And I was thinking about how like to me Redfall I mean not in that I know how game development works, but it feels like the most obvious example of a game that needed someone from on top to go you need to do you need to choose one thing and yeah. then tr- especially something do you're that good well. at making <laughs> rather than trying to make borderlands and also in like three different directions at once and it's like it and like you know and you haven't like it feels like someone like it feels like someone couldn't make a decision and then microsoft exactly. kind of let or bethesda or you know i don't know no it doesn't matter the, the it just feels involved. like yeah, like I'm not gonna, you know, yeah. no one know, like I don't know anything. It just feels like there was like real over, like a real lack um, of oversight. Yeah, lack, lack of, of oversight. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like because I, I bet, yeah. like uh, you know, Arcane's a cool studio. Like they have cool games with good core ideas behind it. So it's like it's weird that this one had to, like seemingly, like I'm sure it did at some point, and yeah. then what for whatever reason it morphed into this weird thing that no one yeah. really can like because like, just because there's like, just nothing there. It's like a video game that you'd see in the background of a movie. It's like, oh yeah, it looks like a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't play like one, but it looks like one. Like, it's like, I don't know. It seems like, to me, it's like, okay, Arcane has said like, hey, we're going to take our, our like stylized um, uh, first person action and our story, like kind of environmental storytelling, and mix it in with a live, like a like a co-op shooter, right? Hmm. That like on paper sounds really good, but then I, I don't know. It's like Arcane didn't look at what other games in the in the genre are doing. Like even State of Decay, which is like I think kind of was like a surprise hit because it was kind of like a B game, you know, like a not from a major studio or anything like that. But it was kind of compelling because you know I think. It was a cool one of those games, those kind of co-op survival thing, right? Whereas this is just like, they're like, okay, we know this genre exists and we want to tackle it, but we're not going to do any research on what makes these other games good. Well, you say research. like That's why I think it's just like they just didn't have enough time or real direction to follow like because like they, I'm sure they've played them. Like I'm sure they know what they're doing. I don't know. I, I don't feel like they have. <laughs> Like it just feels like they like it feels like they got um like the bones of the game like it feels like they made a beta. They went into an AI too and quickly, <laughs> and then kind of didn't really have yeah. the time or means to flesh it out into something that made sense. I think I think this is this is the game that you get when you type make a Borderlands game with vampires into ChatGPT, and this spits out the game. This is what this is. Yeah, maybe. I'll also, I'll, I'll also mention, I think we both had issues with it, is that the tone of the game is very comedic in a way that also feels like it's like Ugh. also designed for a looter-shooter hangout thing. Yes. They talk a lot. 
in a oh, way that it's like I, I'm okay with them talking personally. Other people, I, I'm sure you had a you had a much bigger problem with it. But like I, I don't mind yeah. it in theory. It's more that they talk a bit too much and they're constantly undermining <laughs> any sort of mood that's happening because everything has to be like so jokey and it's just like oh, man what am i meant to like like i don't like it's such a weird premise to try and take, make light of because it's cool. no, i like the premise <laughs> i like, like the premise as something more serious and it's just like you, I, I don't want to take make this much light of like i don't mind it being a yeah. little jokey but like number don't one have to go this far with it number one the the intro the intro cutscene is hey this person um with some sort of vampirism, like kind of disease, is taken in, taken to the, taken to the scientists and uh, bring her in to say, hey, the condition you have could be used to, you know, potentially cure diseases and for other people, right? But the thing is, the twist is that she was experimented on, and you know they like kind of tricked her and manipulated her and abused her and stuff, right? That is the that intro cutscene sets that up, and then immediately you go into Okay, I'm on a, um, I'm on a ferry. Everyone's I've woken up. People are dead around me. There are notes everywhere of how dire the situation is. Oh my God, where is my child? Oh my God, um, there's a gun in the car. If you're reading this, I haven't made it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, mm. there's a lot of tragic stories. And then it opens with like two goofy vampires. Like, oh. It's like, oh no, this one's woken up. Oh no, the lady's coming. We better get out of here. And then, and then your character just being like, oh, whew, glad I got out of that sticky situation. And like, not even acknowledging the fact that the the big bad in the game, like, is like, held you by your throat and like threatened you. And like, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm. a freaking. You'd be shitting yourself in that situation. But no, my guy. Yes, he's a. He's like the. He's meant to be a streamer, like a. You know vlogger style person so i get it he's going to be quippy he's going to be sarcastic he's, he's going to always be talking to himself right but it's like such a flip and then y- you and then the the you go into the first you you meet the cultists and it's like ooh, do you fight them or do you walk around them and you sneak around i'm like i didn't see any like the path just leads you straight to them <laughs> yeah i was a little confused i also like because i already i think before i started it up i was aware that ai wasn't meant to be good so i immediately start stopped i i I get what you mean because i do remember like it's like where do i go to avoid them but it's like i was also just thinking it's like oh they're not gonna do what i want anyway so i'm just gonna shoot them (laughs) like (laughs) and which i think is uh, which uh, would like just broadly apply to the game like uh though stealth wise they lose track of you and lose interest right away so it it does work technically (laughs) Listen, it's an arcane game, okay? So the AI is going to leave a lot to be desired. But no, they make good games with they make stealth games with solid AI. It's like it's it's just they, this they game can, is really bad for some reason. This one is like Metal Gear Solid one level of oh, you've gone out of my direct cone of vision five meters in front of me, and then the question marks appear in their head. And they're like, uh oh. Even with the vampires, that happens, and they're meant yeah. to be like threatening <laughs> and cunning yeah, and like teleporting. <laughs> It's like a real system there that seems obvious on paper, but they just didn't. It like it just yeah, like it really just feels like they got all the basic features down, and then they didn't like the basic features. Like that's what I mean. It's like it feels like they got the can play a move, stuff, yes. But it's like yeah, that's kind of stuff. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like they did all the other stuff they were probably hope yeah. want like excited to do <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Like I'm not gonna you yeah. know, it's not much point. There's no point in speculating or something like that. Oh, I keep bringing God. it up. I know, but it's like there's no much, much point in discussing stuff like that. It's just I'm yeah. just I'm so curious about how 
this game happened because it's just like they're only like they're only like silver lining of it to me as like someone who likes arcane studios a lot uh, is that this game kind of arrives with such a clunk <laughs> like that it's just no and like there's so little to like meme about there's so the little to remember okay. yeah. like it does feel like a game is just it feels like a game that everyone's gonna move past because zelda comes out next week or so yeah <laughs> and then like was, everyone's gonna forget out. it and go it's like yeah that game sucks but they still like, make good stuff because you know this, they do this is it's a like, game pass game i think if i think that's what people are gonna say about this is like oh glad you had game pass because you could have tried it without paying 70 dollars or without paying 120 yeah like that's like that really is like to me it's like oh i'm glad it doesn't feel like they're going to be weighed down by this game in too big of a way you know going yeah. forward like hopefully next time i'll make something really cool and everyone will just forget redfall really existed because yeah. this one for was <laughs> for for whatever reason a total miss which it really yeah. bumps me out because again i like the concert i like the overall the idea uh, scenario a lot yeah. but it's and also um, like and on pc like the menus like with star wars very bad and like very and it has a lot of like kind of like modern gameplay things like you you gotta you can't toggle um, your aiming down sights. You gotta hold down the button physically. Like that's something that like games had fixed years ago. You know what I mean? Like the kind of small things like that. But then even larger things like you're running you're running hardware that is, you know, according to the Steam survey, like the like you know the the standard PC. Like the you've got the graphics card that the most people have. Like the me the when you're specking out a computer, your your computer is like, okay, I'm playing at 1080p. This is a perfect combination of hardware. Yet the game doesn't run stable for you, even with DLSS. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. not even turning it up to like, you're not. There's no ray tracing. You're not turning it up to super high and everything. You're running it at like medium. I think you Tom, you were trying to. You had a mix of like low, medium, and high just to make it run decently. And it was generally like, like it was either medium or high on the settings. It was exactly. running like the GPU right. wasn't being pushed to its max, but the frame rate also wasn't hitting what I wanted anyway. Like, I don't think I could have changed much. <laughs> At least I wasn't yeah. doing that, but it's, yeah. yeah. On my end, it was just like, the only reason why I think it was running decently is because cause my graphics card, it, it, it is a more expensive graphics card. It's a newer graphics card. It was just brute forcing its way through the, the game and that's the only reason why i was running even at 40 like when we went out into the open where there's nothing around us maybe one person it was like running at 40 frames per second yeah but then it'll you go in you go like you take three steps forward and then there's like five people around you and it's like oh it's at 80 it's like it's just very not like not well optimized i don't know i think overall this game is just not very i i i feel sad because like obviously talented people we're behind this project. They wanted it, like I don't think people set out to make a bad game or a bad representation of the idea they had. But I don't know. Like it's there's not much to redeem this game. I'm I'm sorry to say. Yeah, like it. Yeah, like I've said it already. But like it gen- genuinely bums me out. And it's like it's um because it like it really does feel like there's the idea, the concept is good, and then like it like it bums me out that there's so little to redeem it. <laughs> like mm. there's just so little there, and it's like it, it's just. Yeah, I, like I just wish there was like even if there was something, uh, like there's nothing worthwhile there to push you through, oh, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. other than that maybe mm. the appeal of the premise, you know, and yeah. having some hours to kill, kind of because apparently I don't think it's very yeah. long either, um, which was also surprising to me. I thought it was going to be one of those games with just like a ton of side content, 
in like not even yeah. in a positive way just as yeah. in like you know you want a game to play for ages you got it like you know yeah. like a game pass game because like that seems to be kind of how yeah. it's aimed and uh, but it doesn't actually seem to have that much to it yeah. like i think people burn through the story really fast and the side content is really thin yeah so it's like i'm surprised that does that but um and, and and that's the thing like it's it's like if you read all the the letters and the notes and stuff left around like there's there's a lot of kind of small stories being told and actually like <laughs> i'm sure it's nice but i have to skip through everything because i'm like oh john's running away <laughs> or that's like, what, oh, yeah that's what i was thinking as well it's well, like the, ga- the kind of game it is it's like with all those letters i like i keep kind of like opening it and it's like oh there's someone's gonna shoot me right like right away yeah, exactly or something like that it's like it feels like yeah. it's exactly at, like in opposition to the kind of game it is where it's just like yeah i like reading letters in arcane games because they you know they Usually have put care into going them. on yeah exactly but it's like this one it yeah. doesn't feel like i'm meant to necessarily yeah. um yeah i don't know there's just i don't know, like even the first like kind of boss encounter the vampire encounter like you you meet it in the in the basement and then you come upstairs and i was like oh shit i ran ran around and then I went outside, took one step outside, and it's like, oh, guess I got to, uh, you must be somewhere. And then I had to go back to the basement to find it. It wasn't even just lurking in the building. It actually went back to the spawn point where it was just waiting for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, like, completely forgetting the fact, like, it, meanwhile, it's, it's uh, like, and I was spitting out all these, like, voice lines about how thr- how it's going to eat me and how I'm food for it and how I'm, I'm nothing, it's going to crush me. And then it's just like... Oh, oh well, he's gone outside. Uh, it reminds me, there's like, we should really stop talking about Redfall soon. But like, um, something else is yeah. like how there's all these like TVs and radios with yes. the Hollow Man voice. Oh, and it keep, it sounds so much like vampires nearby. Yes. And I keep getting, like, maybe it's just meant to be like disruptive in that way. Yeah. Or it's just like, it, like, maybe it's just kind of meant to keep you on edge. But most of the time it's just like, oh, is there enemies nearby? I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's not really much... Because the game's not scary, like it's yeah. not really that kind of game. So it's, it's just the so it's only just more sinister sounding thing in the game. So it's just it's more that it like just interrupts you. And it's like oh, damn it again. It's like it's just rude. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, we, I didn't have subtitles yeah. sh- um, on, so I remember oh, when okay. I had subtitles on initially, it said like Hollow Man in the captions. Yes. Yeah, so that would probably Man. help because I turned it off just because I don't really care to. I don't. I usually don't like the, having them on all the time. So yeah. I, but I had them on for the, off for the rest of it and I kept getting thrown off by it because I couldn't see those. And I was like, I still don't yeah. want them on. Like, I just don't want them on because it seems too easy in some ways. And that's just because of like, the gameplay. Yeah. Like, we get introduced to the that the head vampire lady at the beginning of the game and she's pretty much like, oh, look, it's you. I'm going to... I have a need for you in my story. Like, <laughs> like you know what? You know what I mean? Like it's very generic, and and then you come out, and then it's like, okay, these are the Hollow Man followers, right? Like these people follow the Hollow Man, and it's like, who is the Hollow Man? I don't know. Is the Hollow Man the lady? I don't know. Do I care to find out? No. <laughs> like, yeah. You know well, it's I mean? like I was it's kind like, of interested yeah. in the idea that, like, I didn't. I I have, to, I have no idea because I know that lady is called Black Sun. I think exactly that's the whole thing. But it's like the Hollow Man. I was thinking, it's like, oh wait, are they they're like different factions of vampires? Because that's kind of cool. But I, I don't know yeah. if that's actually true. Um, yeah, it seems like the humans don't acknowledge the vampires are there, and vice versa. Hmm. Yeah, which is another thing because like they again like arcane games tend to have. I 
don't know, maybe I'm misremembering. and all sorts. No, of I mean, like, as in, like, the AI tends to be kind of sophisticated enough that they can have, like, different relationships with each other. But mm. maybe I'm wrong, actually. I feel like I'm weirdly... I might be thinking about something else. But it's... Yeah. um. I don't know, it's like, uh, I don't know, it just kind of comes back to the idea that Arcane are capable of a lot more than this, and it's really weird that they yeah. released it in the first place. So it's just, yeah. yeah. I, and I I don't think patches will fix this. I think this is just one of those games, like, it's like Anthem, where it's just like the fundamental game itself is not, is not fun. It's not what people want. So no amount of patches will fix. I don't think, like, in six months it's going to make the game better. Like, yes, it'll run better, but the game itself is so, so boring. Like it's it's so uninteresting. I think I think that's the worst thing it's, about the it's game. It's misguided as a game. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah. just like it's just not doesn't make much sense. <laughs> yeah. What they made. Yeah. yeah. Um, Though I must say, I think the oil effects. Like you know how it, like every ten meters there's like somehow an oil slick that you can light on fire. I think the the effects of that are pretty cool, especially with like the 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 fumes coming off the ground that's i think that's the only like visual thing that i really liked about it because otherwise i yeah it it is very flat and boring yeah because it reminds me a lot of how they made dishonored like visually but dishonored yes. had like a very striking art style and yeah. world this does this one it feels like they lifted a bunch of stuff from dishonored somehow i don't yes. know how it, it's but the it does proportions on the bodies and and the twisted but like also, also of, the textures, yeah. which might be just because yes. DLSS is weird on my computer. I don't know. But it, no, like, it has I, like... Yeah. Yeah, it has like a weird like smudgy look a lot of the time. But a lot of the game kind of doesn't really fit it's it. Not sh- yeah, it's not high fidelity. It's it's definitely not. Yeah. But they don't lean into that either. Like they don't... It's, it's not like a hi-fi rush thing where they like lean into the, the quirky art style and exaggerate the lines and the shadow... Like, you know, things like that. This doesn't have anything like that. It's just like, okay, this is a... This is like like generic it's just like generic assets put in the world and and that's why this is like yeah I a lot of the world the, is yeah. like that yeah it's like the world design itself is very bland mm, but yeah. um yeah but i think we might so, have been talking about redfall a bit too much today yeah yeah <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> yeah that's um yeah i feel like we redfall. played it i think i feel like we talked about it more than we played it together <laughs> yes, that's what i was thinking uh <laughs> Uh, well, if if you do want to play it at home, uh, make sure that uh, uh, your notifications are turned on. That's, that's I think that's about it. Because I mean, yeah, I think I think f- figuring out the I think the figuring out the notifications and things like and the thing of that I think that was a much better puzzle solving like mechanics than anything in the game so far. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit more um, yeah, engaging. That quest was more... Div- yeah, that quest had multiple steps. It engaged multiple people. Well, we didn't solve it, though. <laughs> I solved yeah, it later. You solved it later, yeah. Yeah, I guess it, so it for was me, a co-op solved. quest. Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounded like you knew what was going on anyway. So I guess we both solved it. But um, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, yeah. I'm just... Yeah, I think that's the worst thing a game could be. It's just uninteresting. I mean... Yeah. W- okay, not as bad as... Okay, a game not running properly, okay, that's the worst thing. But then the second thing is it being boring or being uninteresting. That's the worst part. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't think we're going to... 
get yeah, to no. talk about Mandalorian <laughs> again. All I'll, I think all I'll say is that I enjoyed this season. I do agree that it's a bit weird that everything that was led up to in Mandalorian season two has basically been wiped away. Actually, no, Mandalorian one and two. You know, the quest to get Grogu to a Jedi so he can complete his training. Like, that basically being wiped away in one episode of Boba Fett and then coming into this. And, like, don't even mention it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I, for- I kind of re- didn't realize that it just really wasn't mentioned. I knew it was over. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'll yeah. say it's like I wasn't... Um, was it? I, I kind of like how it seemed to wrap up these the series so far and kind of yeah. set a new... Like, I like that. It's like, oh, okay, so they've, like very much set a new status quo to continue on with some other thing. Or well, I mean, it'll be yeah. Thrawn, I guess, and the other shows. Yes. But it's like, I like that they've kind of set, like, okay, all the loose ends have been closed, <laughs> like, have been tied up, more or less. Mm. Like, there's stuff to follow mm. up on, but, like, no, like, you know, um, yeah, no, l- nothing really lingering now, aside from just now we get to watch more Grogu and Din. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the I other thing like, as well, it's yeah. like I have a real problem with Grogu being a puppet still. Like, I'm really sick of seeing his goofies <laughs> jumping. <laughs> like it, it keeps breaking me out of it so much. It's like there was yeah. that scene where he's like fighting, the, like he's like uh, you know yeah. fighting against dueling the kid or something. It's like he's just like this little puppet, this infant puppet is like being moved and then, around like, and with like yeah. no sort of like movement in the puppet. And it's just like oh, it's like it's so goofy, but the series is like it's it's gone away from it's like more pulpy oh no i mean maybe it was always really goofy but i think it's just over time as i meant to get more attached to groku and think of him as an actual character it just becomes more and more ridiculous to see those kind of things where it's like this doesn't look like anything like it works when he's just stationary when he's sitting down or when he's in his um uh like little baby stroller thing floating stroller thing yeah but every time he walks every time he jumps it just looks like a puppet yeah, and all Whether this, it's CG like, or real puppet. It's, it's still... Yeah. I mean, I don't... I know why they wouldn't change it, but it's, like, it's still got the, like, all the, like, stock infant baby sounds for <laughs> all of Grogu's talking. Um, yeah. Also, the other thing is, no. like, I keep thinking about no. how, like, as the story <laughs> becomes more serious, yeah. it's, like, I keep thinking about how, like, man, they've... Like, how's Grogu gonna do anything ever? Because he can't age fast enough. <laughs> like, I feel like the only time we're gonna see him do anything... Be, like, significant in a more... Um, direct way is in that new movie they talked about like they um announced a couple weeks ago about like mm. with um daisy ridley and etc like oh you know, what post episode nine. Oh really yeah they announced two new uh, two or three. Oh, was wow. like they, they announced like they announced like it's not episode 10 it's like something else and i was thinking it's like oh that's probably further enough away for grogu to be able to talk so mm. maybe that will <laughs> and not <laughs> yeah. be a small small puppet anymore i mean oh, maybe oh it'll still God. be a puppet but maybe it won't be like a well, football here's the thing like by the time we got to Yoda he had been like I think he was like hundreds of years old like 700 years old or something ridiculous like that you know what I mean so like you know because Grogu is 50 right yeah so it's like and it's like now he's like 51 I guess exactly right it's like yeah anyway (laughs) I think I think the I think the thing about season 3 is that it was like, when I think of now The Mandalorian, I'm not thinking of Din Djarin, I'm thinking of Bo-Katan. Because she has the, she's the one who goes through the character arc in this season. Whereas Din Djarin went through 
the changes in season one and then season two. This in this season, I felt like it was Bo-Katan's like change, like her development as a character, oh. as a leader. Yeah. Well, it's like I think the whole point is about. Yeah. No, I think you're right. But it's like I think. I guess it's like just meant to be signaling. It's about the Mandalorians in general, which I enjoy because I was very excited about the Mandalore stuff, like the planet Mandalore, which I was like, yeah. I, was, I mostly got what I wanted. I think I wanted something more like epic in nature, even though that was probably kind of impossible for the story that it yeah. had to be. So I was like more or less happy with like being able to actually see Mandalore and do stuff on it in the lead up yeah. to its conclusion. Um, Space boats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What was the other, uh, uh, yeah. I might just leave. I I did have another thought, but I forget now. Um, yeah. Oh I, yeah. No, I do, I do like Din's. Like the main development of Din was um, this like choosing to adopt Grogu officially, which I thought yeah, that, like, was that cool. kind of. That I enjoyed really nice. that part, but yeah. there isn't much. He didn't do much else. Um. So yeah. yeah. And now there's that weird kind of like pseudo sexual tension between. Bo-Katan and Din Djarin, like they just linger on shots of them admiring each other a lot, especially. Oh. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't if know you, about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel is. like that's just the way that um the actor who plays Bo-Katan tends to play it, like because she plays it in a very particular way yeah. as an actor. Yeah, but uh, they like, kind of like linger on her, like her kind of like looking him like. Oh yeah, that reminds you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, a lot no, of that. that reminds me of something else where it's like there's a lot of like um, st- like there's a lot of. Uh, um, important nodding. <laughs> There's a lot of shots of that. There's a lot of like close-up frame, significant bow <laughs> level nod, and there's also a lot of um, <laughs> just like a simple head. <laughs> it's not even simple. It's like it's always deep. It's always yeah. a deep nod. <laughs> it like it like kept coming up. One. And I also got like I'm sure I was like I I probably felt at least a little similar, but I got really sick of hearing. Um, <laughs> What's the catchphrase again? I'm this forgotten. is the way. The yeah. catchphrase. <laughs> it is the catchphrase. You, but it's you, like, it's... um. That's the I, religion, I'm, my friend. <laughs> but it's like, I'm really sick of hearing that. Because like, it, like, it, like especially in the last couple of episodes, they kept oh, saying it. And it's just I like, you, that, can, um, you can write more words than this. Like, you don't have to keep sucks. using it as a shortcut. <laughs> the armorer, like, she is really bad with that. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's like everything, like, they keep trying to use it as like a shorthand for like significance but and it's, it's like, well it's like it, it worked uh, uh, before but yeah. now it it do- doesn't work when you have it like 15 times in a single episode yes. like it's it's happening a lot because it reminds i kept thinking about how it at the time because it was airing at the same time it kept ma- making me think about like winter is coming from game of thrones and yeah. they never they i don't think they ever drove that into the ground no that was all it came up and it, like you, you you know you because it's a tagline of the show, so it's something yeah. you always took notice of. But they never yeah. happened. <laughs> like, in this one, it's mm. like it's a very, it's an extremely different phrase. So I'm not going to yes. say it's like exactly the same at all. But I keep thinking about it. And but in this one, it's just like <laughs> it felt similar at the time because it only came up several, you know, a few times in the first season, and now it's coming yeah, up yeah. all the time because there's so many Mandalorians, and apparently everyone has to say it. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. And, and, oh my god! And like um. Like I like how the entire like I was just talking to my wife about it, and even people at work who watch the show, and I'm like, the entire future of the Mandalorian people rests on the technicality that she got the dark saber because she defeated an enemy who defeated Din Djarin, who defeated her. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's convoluted like it was, for sure. 
And then and then like sh- she has like a v- like very silly ragdoll fight with that guy. Oh no, I was really into that monster. That like, I really oh, no, liked no, no. that with, they put with work. the dude. I mean, uh, oh, I actually guy, didn't yeah, mind yeah. that one. I thought that fight was okay, especially for like you know Disney Star Wars level. Like they're usually a lot yeah, clumsier. That's true. It's like it, that. Like that one felt like the better like um, Din Djarin fights where they feel really scrappy and I I, I didn't mind it. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, maybe uh, that's enough though. <laughs> and then like the the New Republic guy. Coming all the way, he's like goes out of his way to get him, you know, try to get help, and then he comes to the Mandalorians and he's like, "Hey, I'm just letting you know there's something going down." Oh, by the way, I'm not going to go against the New Rep- Like, I thought it was going to build up to the fact that like he was going to go out of his way to go against like policy and help. No, but he's just like, "Hey, by the way, uh, your mate's getting punched up. Uh, just thought I'd let you know. Oh, by the way, I'm at this yeah. bar." <laughs> yeah that's yeah Uh, like i actually do don't mind how like it does feel like the whole almost the entire point outside of the mandalore stuff for this season was highlighting like in like retconning basically Mm. the fact that the new republic was like severely flawed from the start like i actually don't mind that like i like that it's trying to characterize it as different from the empire yeah and like and just how things were before and how it was like like basically it was like a new democratic technic whatever society in the wake mm. of the empire that rose up way too quickly and is ex- way too reliant on bureaucracy and yeah. it's quickly falling apart like that that part the last part i just said like the fact that it's falling apart so like so quickly after everything rose up yeah. made it feels like oh that actually in my mind like, yeah. as someone who doesn't know star wars lore so maybe there's still more problems or more reasons that make sense or whatever but yeah. to me like that characterization in republic it makes sense that the first order would come back and with such full strength in a way that would really, yeah, like, take them a out short quickly. Of time. Yeah, it's like, like that's still like yeah. it's probably you know in like when they made Force Awakens originally, that was yeah. mostly still just a nostalgia grab, and it still is. Mm. But it's like I like that they're kind of putting in work into making that make a little more sense in like yeah. without, yeah, yeah, I know that, and then like. Like I guess it's like meant to be commentary on you know this is this is what a re- this is what happens following a revolution you know it's what happened has happened countless times in history but it's like oh you know there's like the reformed Nazis and then the the shadow Nazis that are somehow operating like <laughs> I don't know it's just like there's like a there's still like some sort of international network of these like empire remnants with all these resources but like, like it's just like oh man it's just it's just silly <laughs> i don't know i just like that stuff was kind of silly like that entire episode of like the general pershing guy i'm like this was not necessary <laughs> no probably not like yeah. I, I don't think i minded a lot of it as it went on like, I don't think I was thinking about it too much, but I also just don't know my history enough to know certain analogies closely enough. But it's, um, yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, I, I could buy that they have a lot left, especially when Thrawn is meant yeah. to be, like, a thing, because I don't know yeah. much about him either than other yeah. than he's I in, like, deep space. Wars. Yeah. Like, he's, like, somewhere in deep space, so I kind of don't mind the idea that there's just a lot of resources out there yeah. that... You know, just because the galaxy meant to be a big place, even though we yeah. never feel it, <laughs> we just know it as like <laughs> three just... planets, and both of them, two of them are sandy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Navarro, and yeah, yeah, pretty, that's true actually, and Tatooine, and then finally we get to Coruscant. 
Yeah, it's like, I, that's I, Star Wars. Yeah. Like, my wife hasn't seen the prequel trilogy, so I had to tell her what Coruscant was. Like, why is that significant? You know what I mean? I, I don't even know. I just know it's a big city. <laughs> that's all yeah. I know. <laughs> well, it's it's not in the other six movies. Right. Um, um, yeah, like, um, what was I going to say? And then, yeah, like, that entire... Like, it's just like... It's just so silly. It was just so, like... You know, it's like, like that. He's like, "Oh, yeah, we're gonna, um, we're just gonna do a a little light brain tickling of this ex-Nazi scientist." Um, hey, do you mind if I watch? Yeah, no, not a problem. You can watch. Oh, by the way, you can completely destroy this man if you just turn this knob. <laughs> like, yeah. wouldn't someone be careful if you know? You know what I mean. <laughs> You'd think, oh, you just like, just dumb leaps of logic there. And, like, mm. Grand Moff Tarkin is... Like, instead of having dark troopers... Like, I thought... Like, I get that he had a suit, but I thought there would also be dark troopers that were, like, <laughs> you know, invincible, right? And they yeah, were I was unleashed. Thinking, I was thinking, I was like, man, him. these guys are getting taken out easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, the... <laughs> Oh my god! Like you know what I mean? Like, what? And like, okay, we got to retreat, and that that big guy sacrificed himself, even though he tried to kill Dinjar and and Bo-Katan. Like you know what I mean? Like I get it. Okay, there's some redemption there, and there's like you know, the dramatic moment where he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. They saved my life. I'm with them. You know what I mean? Like I, I get I get those things, but it's like, you know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like, it's just so silly, like, it's just, I think Din Djarin rocks up and Bo-Katan's just mopey on her chair. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that was the thing, like, remember how he goes to her for help? Yeah. Um, and it just turns out that she's just sitting on her chair, she's like, don't talk to me, you ruined my life, fuck off. <laughs> I don't know, I didn't, I didn't mind the image itself, but oh, like, it's, um... Oh my god. Yeah, they yeah, so overall, it's like I don't think I've like I don't think I was like super positive on the season. Like it ended well yeah. enough, but it's like I I don't think I like I, my expectations are already kind of lowered. I guess by Boba Fett, but I think it's just my enthusiasm is just kind of low in general. And it's, it's like you, yeah, I think you were expecting half the season. Like when when a Star Wars show doesn't have half the series, like half of the screen time of the main character in a in a in a bathtub, like it's just doesn't hit the same. I guess so. But it's like um yeah, like I think like I I don't know what I wanted. I think I'm I'm just kind of getting real <laughs> I'm getting quite uh I'm getting really sick like it's not it's it's very much like the other things I was complaining about where like I'm getting really sick of the um, musical sting of the Mandalorian theme every time. <laughs> so often. Yeah. So it's, like it's it's really undermining certain scenes, which is like, oh, like I know this. <laughs> I don't know why. I, it, like it's partly it's because I use it so much, but it, I feel like yeah. I haven't had that experience with a theme song before. Um, mm. And it's yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, I'm pretty lukewarm on it. But I also was. I don't think my expectations were super high. Like they kind of met yeah. my expectations in that I didn't have many in particular. Yeah. And I I guess I wanted mm. to see Mandalore stuff, and like, I got I did, a good I did chunk enjoy of it overall. But yeah. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, think I took much away from it. Oh, the, yeah. my complaints about Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. 
<laughs> oh, that was all right. Yeah, that I was think, a solid gag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was yeah. I think that's about as much Taika Waititi as I can tolerate now. Don't. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, two words that. from him is more than enough now. I don't need any more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so I think if there is a Mandalorian season four, it would follow Bo Katan, and yeah, like that's 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 all I could like. If it's called the Mandalorian, I think it'll become like, you know, it'll be Bo Katan um, only, unless. Yeah. Well, there definitely will be more seasons because they said it. Like, I think they've already planned out the next two. So I think I, I figured it was just going to be like Din and Grogu going on adventures. That seems like yeah. the explicit thing they said. It's like oh, you have okay. to go Maybe take Grogu out on adventures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, must. it's like you got to walk a dog. I want his little helmet already, though. <laughs> I'm sick of not seeing it. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, like, mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm like, like I like the whole dynamic of Bo and, and Din and like kind of the like they're a good team and stuff like that but I think it was just it was very like it was just I don't know they're, they're, they're gonna get together like come on that's just like there's enough oh, teasing that last, has to happen oh <laughs> I, I figured it wouldn't I don't think I was thinking about it at all but it's like, uh, like one last thought because we've been talking too longer than we expected sorry um, <laughs> just for beers lateness <laughs> not for the podcast um it's uh yeah i was realizing that it's um oh i don't know i had a second ago doing that a lot lately <laughs> it's um oh yeah the, i think the sixth episode i think is the one on mm-hmm. that like when they were like investigating the robot malfunction yeah jack Black. And it, yeah like i was like it's like oh wait it's like both jack Black and lizzo and, and also christopher um, lloyd <laughs> yeah christopher lloyd and it's just like it's like there's and that one also had like Mercedes Monet, like the former Sasha Banks in it as well. So it was like four cameos. Oh, by, really? Like celebrities in it. And it's just Who like, is she? Got, like is she, is she oh, she's the, one of the Mandalorian. Like she's like the lady Mandalorian beside. Yeah, like, that's who, what I thought. Because I remember her from the season, season one. And I remember you mentioning. So she was a wrestler, right? Is that what, what it was? She is a wrestler so, still. Yeah. Okay. She acts as well though now. But, um, yeah, no, it's like, I'm just saying, it's like, she's like another, like, celebrity, basically. Like, there yeah. were four in that single episode, and I was thinking, like, that, I really liked that episode, I was thinking, it's like, man, you can really tell when they care about an episode, versus the earlier ones where they really didn't, like the one where the kid got kidnapped by the dragon, <laughs> and it's just like, man, that one went, like, <laughs> and it, like, it was like, it was fine, but it was like, when you would compare it to, like, that one, to the, you know, the cool robot detective stuff, where it's like, man, yeah. this is way cooler, <laughs> yeah. in a bunch of ways. I, I kind of wish, like, I think they could have gone even deeper with that and maybe done it over two episodes, but actually got into, like, kind of the, like, they kind of skirted around the moral, like, like the fact that droids are living creatures now. And, like, you know, there's things you could have played around with that and, like, the humanization of them and Din, you know, trusting them, like, now that he's, like, a lot more reformed, you know what I mean? Versus Bo-Katan, who, you know, fought against the, the, the clone war, you know, like, and the droid army and stuff like there, there could have been more stuff done there instead it was just like it's very like it was kind of obvious that it was christopher lloyd was the bad guy <laughs> like, i don't oh, know maybe. i i, I, yeah. I, I tend I'm, I'm too slow on stuff like that so i don't know just like i don't think i was too surprised by it but it was yeah, yeah. um but it's uh it i don't, I, I, I don't mind like yeah. I, yeah but yeah. i was like i kind of like how like it's like that one felt like a proper episode where yes. it flowed to new ideas yeah. 
and you can come back to it later and, and it told like a, a full story like yeah it was like standard and i was like a, yeah. Yeah, and it was like a different little genre too because we haven't yeah. had that before either you know like, like a little like detective a, like a, story and stuff like yeah that was kind of cool and then you get to meet kind of like you know in a noir story where they go to the underworld and they get to meet the characters and make friends and then like hmm. i don't know the, it seemed like it was hinting at something a bit more interesting than that yeah well um, it's like i think the other point of it was like the, like a lot of the season was about the bureaucracy you know because it was yeah. still connected to the new republic and its problems yeah and it was like not necessarily their way of living so much as just um you know like the fact that like a former empire person is in charge yeah and it's like knowing that that's necessarily like the biggest issue in that case it's just like it's all it all feeds into that theme which i kind of yeah. enjoyed even though it wasn't super important to the finale, you know? Yeah. So it's... I'll, and I, th- I thought they were, like, kind of hinting at... Uh, I got the vibe that she was going to kidnap Grogu and hold him ransom until they fixed the problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. that's something they could do later yeah. as well because that seems like an easy thing to do is have a, them be a problem <laughs> suddenly. Yeah, exactly. With, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, th- that's probably it. For yeah, me. that's going to do have much it, else? yeah. Yeah. No, go, I good. think... Um, yeah. Uh, we've got Ahsoka. I think that's coming out this year, so mm. we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. My, I think we'll watch that in cinemas. I was gonna wait until Ant Man comes out on Disney Plus because I'm sure there's some sort of tie-in at the end, but I don't know. I've, uh, we'll see. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, like I already know what those scenes are, and I don't think they're connected at all. So. Oh, okay. No. Don't tell my wife that because then she's gonna be like, "You made us wait for this." <laughs> that's going to do it for another episode of double jump radio thank you everyone at home for listening and soldiering on through almost two hours of rambling <laughs> um, as always, head over to doublejump.co to read all of our articles, get access to our previous episodes, and find us on social media and join us on our Discord. Um, John, thank you again. Always a pleasure recording these with you. I, I really relish the fact that we got to, well, I really enjoyed the fact that we got to play Redfall together, even though we spent most of it kind of laughing at the game, not w- with the game. And the lobbies. <laughs> it really was mostly lobby. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I still think the premise could work. Like, if, if there was, like, some sort of, like, you know, hard reboot of Redfall, I think it could be a fun game and a good game. But, unfortunately, mm. this isn't it. This ain't like, it. I could totally imagine, like, co-op, dishonored, but vampires. That seems so easy. Yeah. Kind of. But, it's, anyway. <laughs> now, maybe now that ChatGPT4 is out it'll give a better result when they inevitably put that premise into a game generator <laughs> in unity <laughs> yeah in unity in that'll help yeah made in unity <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah yeah well thank you everyone again um for listening to double jumper radio um i guess uh there's, there's no there's no way to kind of transition away from redfall other than saying it's a game pass game Thank God we didn't have to pay for it too much. Um, But yeah, until next time, everyone, look out for one another. Peace. Bye.